I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew and I'm a writer working in TV development and I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows and this is season 3 of the podcast dedicated to The Traitors Australia. If you've just listened to the episode 11 recap, then you'll now know that Paul was chosen by traitors Alex and new recruit Kate as their next murder victim. And you'll also know what's coming now. Yes, I spoke to Paul all about his time on the show, since we see so little of it on the show, and we talk about why there is so little of him on the show. It's going to be a good one. Let's go ahead and listen. My extra special guest for this episode of The Trader is the elusive, enigmatic, faithful Paul McNeil. Paul made it all the way to episode 10 of the show, or 11, depending on how you think of it, before being placed on death row and murdered by Alex, a newly recruited traitor, Kate. Paul, how are you doing today? Um, I feel great being called extra special. Thank you, Matthew. How are you? (laughs) I'm, I'm doing really well, thank you. Now, you know, listeners might be saying, wait a minute, he doesn't sound Australian. Where is that accent from, Paul? I'm from Manchester in the UK, so uh, yeah, I've been in Australia over 30 years, so hence the accent. I've been trying to get the Australian accent. You're terrible at it, by the way, Matthew. You've been trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping by the last episode I'll, I'll have improved. Uh, so 30 years, that's a long time in Australia. What took you to Australia in the first place? Uh, my now current wife, who I followed her out for love, she came uh... out. Hey, I'm, uh, I'd like to go to Australia. I said that's fine, and then she said I'm going. I said, "Where's Where's Australia?" So I said, <laughs> on a, we know about kangaroos and cricket and everything, but 
actually, where is it? So uh, I followed her out, actually, and then travelled around and we stayed here. Uh, we got excellent. Four, four beautiful kids and uh, two dogs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, lovely. Now, uh, I'm guessing, is there some Scottish heritage with that surname, McNeil? Uh, well, McNeil is from my dad's side, uh, but my mum, they're both Irish. My dad was uh. five generations Scottish, went across to Ireland, met my mum. My mum's pure Irish. She's actually from the O'Neills, believe it or not. Uh. And uh, she said to me, Dad, oh, you're the Scot- Scotland across the island you are. Mum and dad came to Manchester in England, married independently. They came over, got married, uh, had us children, and then we ended up coming to Australia. So we're bohemian and travelling family. Yeah, yeah. Now, before we go any further, Paul, I'm going to introduce you to our game, which is called The Trader Traitor. Our secret mission for the rest of the episode is to try to betray one another by telling an undetected lie. You can tell me something about the show, about yourself, about anything else that is a complete fabrication. For example, you could tell me that Roger actually tapped you on the shoulder to be a traitor and then changed his mind. However, your lie can't be a fake opinion, like saying that you thought Roger smelled weird when actually you thought Roger (laughs) smelled wonderful. So we're looking for fake fake facts, (laughs) fake, uh, fake stories, fake anecdotes. Does this all make sense? It certainly does. Okay. Our lying game, The Trader Traitor, begins now. So, uh, Paul, now now I know how you reached Australia, but how did you reach the show, The Traitors? How did you get involved? Well, it's very interesting that because uh, as you get older and wiser or unwiser, <laughs> we, we uh, want to do different things in our lives. Obviously, uh, we've gone through lives... Um, activities as they say and i always wanted to do the trilogy the, the golden three and that's doing a game show uh, a quiz show and a reality show and i ended up doing a game show and then i did a um a quiz show and i thought i'd never i never really wanted to do a reality show because of what's out there i mean i'm too fat to survive i can't sing so i can't go in the voice i'm married so i can't go in the bachelor and it was all quite limited but when i saw the traitors i thought perfect that because we do a lot of escape rooms we do a lot of puzzles and quizzes and in my business i'm a finance well they call me a financial investigator i mean i've been in finance for over 30 years and i'm always having to investigate things and i thought it was the perfect the perfect foil so i applied and got through all the various stages which i was very surprised well not surprised because <laughs> i really wanted to get on <laughs> I ended up subsequently, they obviously liked something there. Yeah. So uh, did did you want to be a traitor? Well, I'd say out of all 24 of us, I think we all wanted to be a traitor. <laughs> I don't know if anybody faithful, to be perfectly honest, because I think we all read up on the um, on, on what the show was all about. And obviously traitors get the advantage, but also you get to lie and cajole and, you know, um, and, and really, really, when I wasn't chosen to be a traitor, I just thought, oh, okay, right, got to, got to change tack now. Because you, you go in with a mindset, I'm going to be a traitor. I've got to lie. I've got to do everything. And when you don't get chosen as a traitor, you've got to literally think, right, I'm going to think as a faithful now. How do I do that? Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to 
just pause a wee minute. I, I don't know if you can hear the door behind me keeps creaking open because my dog is trying to get in. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna just uh put her out one one moment. There we go. I'm back. So that never oh, no. happens. Uh <laughs> that was a bit rough. <laughs> uh the one time I I don't put her away and uh she interrupts. Um so uh how how was it being around there were some really big sort of personalities on the show, like, um, you know, MK and his breakfast speeches and Teresa is really boisterous. How, how was it being around characters like that? Look, when we first enter, as you saw in the first show, we obviously didn't see me, so you didn't see me on the show much. <laughs> but, um, and it's like going to a function when you don't know anybody. If you go with your wife or your partner and your husband and you don't know anybody and you're introducing yourself basically to everybody and you either go in with the mindset, right, I'm going to be boisterous, I'm going to command it, I'm going to take control, or you stand back and watch. And I had every intent. I was actually ill when I went in. We got COVID tested and I, was re- I had the flu really bad when we first, and it was literally at the point should I go on? Should I do it? Because I was really coughing up. And and anyway, I thought, no, go for it. And uh, as soon as you go in, there was sort of, you could see groups forming straight away, literally, you know, and people talking. And they were all eyeing each other up and, oh, who's what? And I thought, once I started talking to people, I thought, sit back, Paul. They're all going to kill each other in. <laughs> they were literally going after each other straight. You know, they were, they were talking. You could tell they were asking questions for a reason you know, to get ready to stab you in the back. So I just sort of took a step back, thought, all right, okay, we'll watch this. And then obviously reality shows, you have to go for big personalities. Otherwise, that's what they go for. I mean, you can't tell me they don't. And, I mean, you've got Fee and Teresa. They were the, the really big, gregarious, I'd say loud, but they were they were the very gregarious <laughs> characters. Uh, and then MK was the very first to to introduce himself and as soon as somebody walked through that door, he went straight over as a gentleman, introduced himself, welcome. I think so, he works here. <laughs> set a tr- pair of trousers and a waistcoat, and he looked like the waiter. He looked like the uh, the host, you know. And, I thought, and then we, it turned out he was a contestant, but he was being nice. And I just thought he was a bit of a, well, not a clown, but just funny. But, but that's how he was, MK. He was very... He wasn't so much as loud as, say, Theresa or Fee, but he was trying to set his stamp on things, basically. You know, but he was into a corner too much. As a criminal lawyer, you're cool, calm and collect. You don't just go, because one thing I did ask him, and it doesn't show, some things they don't show, obviously, and I thought, right, they're all saying, is he an actor or is he a lawyer? And I said... Somebody said, oh, I thought I saw him on the TV as an actor. So we're all thinking, oh, is he a lawyer? So in the management room, I said, can I just ask you a question, MK? He said, yeah, 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 yes, what, 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 what? I said, can you just give us a very, very brief synopsis of the um, Donahue versus Stevenson, 1932? And he goes, what? I said, you know, the the, the case, the precedent, uh, Donahue versus Stevenson, 1932. It's about contracts, basically, law of contract. And he goes, oh, um, well, I'm not sure. And I went, Oh, that's the fundamental law of contracts, basically. And I said, well, every lawyer knows that. Oh, oh yeah, it, it's to do with yeah, it's something, because whether he was panicking or what, but it's the very first thing you learn about when you do law. And I thought, well, he's an actor. He's obviously not a lawyer, you know. Um, but then he said it was something to do with contract. Then he sort of backed off and, and he started talking a little bit. But 
The first thing you say a lot when you're a lawyer is, oh, well, that's to do with law of contract, 1932. We set the precedent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was he was a character, but he literally shot himself again. As I say, you walk in, he was one that basically shot himself in the foot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you're not the first person to tell me that you thought MK was maybe like the butler. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. that's like a common, uh, a common misunderstanding there. I, I've got some questions about sort of the mechanics of the game and things that happened during different episodes. Um, something I noticed is uh, you voted for Dirk quite early on when no one else was really looking at Dirk and then eventually yep. suspicions built up. Why were you suspicious of Dirk early on? Well, as as it turned out subsequently, yes, he was an actor. He was, he was saying... He worked as a concierge and he worked as this and that. But we're in the banishment room and you'd look over him. He's looking up in the air and he wouldn't look at you in the eye. Um, and also at the very beginning, the banishment, you know, when, when um, Roger with a D, uh, he chose the four traitors. The first thing I did and a few of us did, once you took your mask off, you look around straight away. Who's looking? And there was a few people that didn't look around straight away. If you're a traitor, you don't need to look around here. So I was looking round, and two of them subsequent was one was Claire, one was Angus. But I, at the time, it didn't it didn't uh, occur to me they were the traitors. But Dirk didn't look around too much, and I thought, hello, hello, hello. And then I started following that train. It turns out he wasn't though, <laughs> but he was lying. <laughs> but the thing is, Matthew, he was lying, and that's what threw us. That's what threw me. I can usually you can detect a liar, yeah. you know. Uh, 50-50 chance of detective. People say I can detect a lie 100%. Totally false. Statistically, I think it's 52% chance of detecting a liar. But that's that's like flipping a coin, basically. Yeah. It, it seems like... Um, I don't know if this was encouraged in the casting <laughs> or in production. That It seems like a few contestants had... Uh, you know, a backstory that they were keeping a secret, like Dirk not revealing yeah. that he was an actor, or Nigel not revealing his background. As you know, was that part of the process? Were you encouraged to have a fake persona, or 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 did that just suit some people better because of what they did? No, it definitely suited people better. We were, you well, you go in if you're a traitor, you can twist things. Um, you don't need to, if you're, see, it's really hard to lie and keep the lie going. So why would you do it? Especially if you're a faithful. And that's what I told a lot of people. And I, and I said, well, if you're a liar, you, you'll get pinged in the end. You just keep asking the same question over and over, but at different times in different ways. But why Dirk went down that track? I don't know. Maybe he was, maybe he was pursuing his acting career because he likes cabaret and theatre. Maybe it was self-promotion. That's the only thing I could put that down to. But when it came to Nigel, kaboom! How good was that one? He, he was He's involved in one of my five golden moments that wasn't shown on the show, which I'll go through with you. The big one at the end, I'll tell you. But that was one of them because this is the first golden moment. We were going through and we were at one of the challenges and Nigel, we're all waiting around, it's cold, and he, and he said, right, and he stood on his head. He just got up and stood, you know, verti- you know, vertically, perfect, absolutely perfect, like a gymnast. Yeah, everybody's clapping, brilliant, okay. Probably 10 minutes later, he did it again. I went, yeah, great, great, great. And then about half an hour later, he did it again, and I thought, ding dong, <laughs> narcissism straight away. Because there's certain elements of narcissism, okay, there's the quiet and the and the 
real gregarious. And I actually, they, they actually asked me who I thought, and we were just talking about things. And I was talking to Nigel. He was saying how nervous I was in the room. I said, I'm not nervous. He's oh, you're shaking your leg. I said, I do that all the time. My wife always tells me about that. Yeah, but you, and he was sort of having a go at me, trying to direct attention to me. And I said, well, well, what explains, you know, the narcissism? And he said, what? I said, well, you do display narcissistic tendencies. And Fee went off her head. I can't say that. I said, well, I just said it. And I said, well, we're all narcissists because we all want to be on TV. There's a certain range of narcissism. And then, and then, because uh, I did apologise to him later when uh, about it, but um, just to say narcissist, and that's one of the elements of a traitor is narcissism. Look what happened; it it, it proved correct. Mm-hmm. Mm. You, you you mentioned uh, you know Dirk's reaction there when he you took the blindfolds off, and you you mentioned Angus and Claire maybe also didn't really look around yeah. so much. How? surprised were you with the, those first three tra- with Angus, Claire and Marielle when you found out they were traitors were you then not that surprised? Not that absolutely 100% not surprised with Angus because I knew that <laughs> knew three of us knew, we had a pact because we were in the car and Matt turned around and said okay this goes nowhere these four walls and I said Matt there's four cameras on us <laughs> Thank you, Lord, it goes not, it goes not. And uh, Angus is a traitor. I like, yeah, yeah. And I just squeeze Craig's leg and he goes, and I, he looks, he sort of looks around because Matt was driving and Angus turned around. You know, Ralph, I used to call him Ralph Fiennes because you, you call him Bradley Cooper, but you look at, <laughs> take that beard off and have a good look. And I said, Well, Angus, are you a traitor? And he said, I can't confirm nor deny. And I went, You what? He's not allowed. I think the, the rules say you can't say you are a traitor, but you can say I'm not a traitor. Okay. And he said, I can't confirm nor deny. I went, Yeah, okay, right. Oh, no, but are you really? And he goes, I can't confirm nor deny. And Matt said, This is between us. And I'm going, What on earth? This is on TV, no problems. And then, so when it came to that vote, guess who I voted for that vote when Angus was, was up for uh, when everybody voted him off? I voted for Claire, didn't I? Oh. I'm the only one who voted for because I caught I I I sussed her out as well. Uh-huh. And I couldn't go for Angus. Said we wouldn't. He'd protect us. But Claire, because of certain things that happened with Claire, because she went as white as a ghost, didn't she? When she was pinged on a few things, and yeah. I thought, well, that's a fair. You know, we all thought murder after the first night. Oh no, no, no. But when we did the first challenge on the train, I was the one who found the name. And I'm short-sighted, didn't have my glasses with me. I'm trying to read a book, you know, the manifest. And I'm going, I can't even read it. So I had to stand up on the seat and look in the light. And I, I'm the one who found it. And then Claire said, OK, I'll read it I'll read it out. And I thought, oh, that's interesting, because she was always taking a back seat, and she's the mother of two, the shopkeeper. And she went, I'll read it out. And she's reading it out like a professional. And I thought, OK, right, OK. Never go off one thing. You always go off two or three, balance and probabilities. Next thing was when we did the um, swim across to the island, um, a few of us jumped in. I got up to my knees, saw the two were ahead and thought, forget it, I got back out. And Claire went in but came out, and she only went up to her knees as well. And she's freezing, oh, I'm so cold. Oh, I'm free, oh, God. And I, and I was cold but wasn't overly cold because I only went into my knees. And she'd only gone into her knees, but she was playing up all, all day. She was saying, oh, I went in the water as though she really needed it. 
And I thought, well, you're not that cold. You're overacting. And that's when I thought she's a traitor. And it, it turned out she was. Yeah. Yeah. And you, speaking of challenges, you because you made it so far in the programme, you took part in almost all of the challenges. Um, which were your favourite and least favourite of those? Oh, the favourite and least favourite is a good one. The, um, the favourite was the train at the beginning. Yeah. Because if you remember, Chloe, the clairvoyant, <laughs> the organizer <laughs> we're organizing the groups we're all going all right you don't want to be in that first carriage matthew because if you stuff up you'll stuff everything up and everybody's saying i'll do the second i'll do the third i'll do the fourth <laughs> you know like when you're at school in the schoolyard so who wants to play and you all everyone steps backwards in this one there and you go <laughs> what so there, there was a few of us there and we said all right we'll be the, the first and we got on i think it was myself claire matt and was it nigel uh, anyway, I think there's two traitors in with. Oh no, Olivia! Olivia was in there, and um, and then we we said to each other, "What are we stuff up here? We're gone. <laughs> it's an all or nothing." Chat. You know, but that was good because we really went for it and we got it. Got on to the next one. They actually, Matty run it up. And we said, "All right, our job done. Great." He came back. Are you sure it's that it's that one? We said, "It is. Get going." So listen, there was a, a minute or two that we missed out on because the because the the second carriage couldn't do the job. We did our job, teamwork, onto the next one, came back. Is it right? We said, of course it's right. So anyway, that was the one I enjoyed, the train. The one I least enjoyed, um, well, I didn't like, I certainly didn't like the swimming one, but I didn't swim anyway. But the very first one was the cemetery challenge. Remember the, with yeah. 50 grade? Yeah, yeah. And they split two groups. And I had Matty. Matty was brilliant, honestly. In there, I can only, and we stay in touch, me, Matty, Lewis, and Craig. And uh, Matty, I called him Wombat from there on in because where we were in them woods, there was there was Wombat holes because it's in New South Wales. And I don't know if you've ever seen a Wombat hole, but Matt is the only person who can fall down a Wombat hole. Or <laughs> <laughs> talking, the next thing he vanished. But it was so cold. I was feeling ill, and he told us we had these tracksuits on. And standing at top of a field where it's windy and it was freezing, absolutely freezing. And then we had to go and either dig graves or go and search the Harry Potter signs, you know, which yeah. I think, I don't know, Jack, and going on about the Harry Potter signs. And I said, no, even watch Harry Potter. Is it a circle or a square or what is it? Just be English, you know. <laughs> <laughs> even I found one of the signs myself. And I'm lying as a bat because he walked past it. It was like a fallen tree in the room. And I said, yeah, what's this one here? Oh, like the sign. Yeah, of course it is. And it was an easy sign, so we got it, yeah. But I wouldn't have wanted to dig them um, dig them graves like they did. They were knackered when they were doing it. Yeah, I bet, I bet. And, of course, joining you on all of the challenges was Roger. I made a joke about it earlier, but how, how was it being on set with Roger Corser? Isn't it Roger with a D, remember? Roger yes, with a D. yes. But he's the best-looking man I've ever seen in black and white. <laughs> Handsome lad, I must say. He's a handsome boy. <laughs> but no, he was he was he, he wasn't he'd say hello and everything. He wasn't as standoffish as you think. You know, he he, he would talk to us and then in between tapes and things. So yeah, he was, he's a nice guy actually. He's a really nice lad. Yeah. That's good to hear. Now, uh, towards the end of your time on the show, you ended up on Death Row. Um 
Why why do you think you were chosen by the traitors to be one of the three contestants on Death Row? Well, they, there was, I think, because they went for me, Kate and Craig. And again, I think that was, wasn't it Alex that mentioned that from memory? Because Alex, I never, I never, the thing is, what happened with the traitors, as you know, we got them and then they just kept adding to them and adding to them. It's like the the gift that doesn't you know that keeps on giving, but but which was a bit you know I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's like if you do a lottery on a Saturday and you got six numbers plus a sup, you're just about to win. They say, "Oh, here's another number. Let's make it seven plus one." What would you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we win a win. Let's face it, absolutely not. But Alex, towards the end, um, Alex said something. We were talking in in the pool room. And we were talking about something with Lewis, and I and they were talking about Lewis trying to they were trying to home in on Lewis. Mary, I think it was Marielle and Alex. And I said, "What do you think Lewis is a traitor?" Because I didn't think he was. I used to say to them, "I don't know whether you are or not, but out of one to ten, I would give someone a two, or I'd give them a seven or eight. I'd give Lewis a seven or eight, like I did to Craig, you know." And I said, "No, I don't think Lewis is." And I said something, and then Alex said something to Teresa about it. Teresa ran in and told him, Paul thinks Lewis is a traitor. And I went, I didn't say that. I absolutely cast. And we were in the banishment room, and I said, I didn't say that. And Teresa said, oh, you did. I said, you're a liar, Teresa. You got it off Alex. And then into the back of your mind going, hold on, it was Alex that twisted it to tell Teresa. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started, bells ring, and that's probably where she, when she became a traitor, got us on death row and kill me off. That's the only reason I could see. But I did get, honestly, I thought, I don't know if you saw my interview at the end in the car uh, when I was saying goodbye. I send you the, you'll see it on my website and on the Instagram. But I thought I'd get top, if I got in the top 20, brilliant. That was 24, old Paulie. I was the oldest on the show, <laughs> even older than MK. So if you get the top 20, brilliant. Anything better than that's a bonus. To get six was like, taking the mickey ring and i just thought this is real come on come on and i just thought they're never going to get me out by the looks of things that's the only way once they said roger comes in death roll you know and it was paul kate and craig i thought it's the only way you're gonna get me out isn't it eh? the only way you're gonna get me out and they did <laughs> now uh in your uh final this is this is again towards the end of your time um i suppose it was your last main episode in the final silver challenge, you had this metal detection task in the woods. You you had more to win than most of the others because only right. you, Craig and Kate, could be murdered. Yeah. So it sort of struck me when I was watching that episode that it might have been quite annoying for you that, that others were fighting so hard for the shield when they didn't have quite as much to benefit from it. You know, was that frustrating that you really needed it a lot more than other people? Very, very. Well, I'm crap at doing puzzles. I can't do jigsaws. I hate them. And it was a jigsaw. <laughs> I found them okay. I was third. I think Nigel was up and, and Lewis. And then it was me. And and I was up there. I thought, I've got a chance here. And it was, they're quite heavy. And to find them, they, they had little fake ones as well. Because you look at the earth to see if it's been moved. You know, like a murderer when they bury the body and you can yeah. see the <laughs> But they make false ones, but the metal detector does work. And every now and then it would work, but it's not the place. They must have put coins or something. I don't know. And I got up there 
And then I was trying to find them, trying to do them. And Lewis, he was a gun. He was brilliant. Yeah. He just and um, between between them two, actually, because everybody was looking at Lewis, but they were also looking at Nigel. We when we were coming back in the car after that challenge, Nigel said some. What did he say? He said something, and that's what really made me think he was a traitor. Definitely then. And then as it went on, as you know, when it's not honestly. If you're suspected, it's not nice. Everyone looks at you and you walk away. We have little meetings in different rooms, and you walk into a meeting, and if you're suspected or they don't like, they all dis- disappear and go. Every time I rocked up to one, they go, oh, it's only Paul. And that's why I knew it was okay. I didn't, oh, it's only Paul again, right? That's what we're talking about. But when Nigel went round, he was like a scared rat. He was literally, because I walked in, and he was talking to Teresa, and I went, oh, are you talking? Like they were deep in conversation. Oh, all right, I'll see you in a minute. He goes, no, Paul, what have you heard? Paul, what have you heard? And I thought, oh, hello, hello, hello. Because <laughs> everyone's starting to shift and think it is Nigel. And it turned out it was. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was I was going to ask about next. That In that episode then when Nigel is banished, uh, you probably for the first time received quite a bit of focus in the banishment room because you put Nigel under the spotlight. Um and I, yeah. I was going to ask if you'd suspected him for a while, but you, you've kind of alluded to that, that, yeah, this this wasn't the first time you had suspected something about Nigel. So he'd, he'd, he'd been on your trader for quite some time, I reckon. Absolutely. Well, especially when I call him a narcissist, I thought, I'm going to get murdered. If I'm going to get murdered up, let's go for it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they thought, no, 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 Paul might get murdered up. But I didn't. I didn't. But, yeah, no, he was – so, as I say, Angus we knew – and it turned out right. Never showed on the telly, idiots. Um, Claire, again, the week before I I'd voted for her, and they all went for Angus. And I thought, because when I voted for her, she got really uppity. Oh, yeah, yeah but I, you're a traitor. And I thought, yeah, you definitely won, because that's what you do. It's deflection. There's deflection, there's diversion, there's lies. And the thing is, it, the show kept saying, Mark said it was Claire. Mark said it was Claire. Mark said it was Claire. Mark said it was Dirk. Mark said it was Mary. He said everybody, and they just showed the bits that they said, Claire. But I was the one that got her. Because they were even, were even talking in the interviews. And they, and they said, what do you think? You got her. And I went, did I? Yeah, you voted for her. And they all followed then afterwards. They were all saying it was Claire, but they were, Claire, they were saying it was somebody else as well. And I was, re- I was so happy we got her. I got up into the room, I opened all the windows, turned the music up really loud, celebration. You know, celebrate, good time. It was reverberating right through the hotel. <laughs> Brilliant, that. It was a great moment, that. That was probably the best night of, of the show for me. Yeah, and we didn't get to see your your glory then. And and I guess that, that leads on to... The 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 elephant in the room, I suppose, a big the big obvious question that I really need to ask, and and you've you've referenced this a little. What why this is the number one thing that people have asked me about. Why why was Paul given so little screen time? So you know, is is there an answer to that question? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, there probably is somewhere in the ether, somewhere it's like, say, do aliens exist? <laughs> I mean, everybody out there, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. But um, I think maybe because, look, I was the oldest, and these shows, if you look at um, the statistics, I can't even say that, statistics of people watching it, it's generally young and or young to middle age, and put a few oldies on, they won't make it. Paulie got to number six. And they're probably thinking, God, yeah. But I thought it was a little bit off in that you watch every, just watch every episode again, the camera moves away all the time. It just keeps moving away. Um, I'm yet to see my backstory as well. <laughs> and it was a really good backstory. I was going to ask, I probably know the answer to this now, but did you have any idea or any impression during filming that maybe you weren't being asked so many questions in the interviews or that that, that cameras not, weren't focusing on you? Not at all, because we were all being interviewed, we're all being asked the questions, etc. Um, a funny one was, that was... I've told you three of the golden moments. This is the fourth golden moment. Chloe. We all love Chloe, don't we? Hold on a minute. Just speaking to her now. Okay, there. <laughs> now she just at you from the spirit world. So I was a lovely girl, actually. I, I spoke to her when we first met in there for drinks, and then they paired me up. See, what they used to do is we used to do little, as well as challenges, we'd have little get-togethers, chopping wood, playing a pool or whatever. I was paired with Chloe, to do, um, what's the game? Backgammon. I said, I can't play backgammon. And Chloe said, I can't either. I said, ask the spirits, they'll tell you. And then, so, so they said, all right, we had a quick crash course. And then we started playing. We're talking and, yeah. and then she goes, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I said, yeah. She said, there's someone in the room. I said, yeah, the cameraman. <laughs> no, no, no. The spirits, there's someone here coming to me. And I'm going, yeah. And I'm thinking like this, you know. And then she goes, it's someone from your side. I went, yeah. Oh, they said to say they're okay. I said, oh, all right. Yeah, who was it? It's your father. I said, oh, all right, okay. My dad, okay. What's he saying? Oh, he's okay. He's fine. He's okay. All right. I said, can you ask him a question? I said, yeah. He said, he owed me 50 quid. When can I get that back? She <laughs> <laughs> looked at me with daggers. I said, oh, I'm joking. No, no, no. He said, oh, it might be, or it could be your Uncle Joe. But my dad's alive, and my Uncle Joe, never met him because he said that you'd met Uncle Joe in 1990. And I'm thinking, well, she's definitely not. She's obviously a spiritualist and a clairvoyant, mm -hmm. but that, that they want, she didn't get it right. And they didn't <laughs> because, uh, And they probably thought, oh, let's cut Paul out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, what have your, your fellow contestants but what do they think about it? Do they have any theories? Every single one of them wondered why. I mean, get, I got loads of emails. I think, you know, in these shows, you have the gregarious, the big, loud people, the feeds, the Teresas, Squeaky Mark, and, you know, they all sort of, and they concentrate on them. Um, and then some of the others are quiet. 
the beginning, you'll have Sandra and, and Ethan. They'll, they'll concentrate on a few because you know they're going to go early. Whereas if you go deep, you don't tend to get too much at the beginning, obviously, because then they need to put you in. But as it went along, I'm going, well, I always wanted to go on a quiz show. I always wanted to go on a game show. And I still want to go on a reality show. <laughs> but you know what? I did say to them, look, I'm not, I don't want to make a fool of myself. And I don't want to make a fool of the show. I won't be swearing and... You know, some people love to swear and oh, they all think F and shit and all that's funny. It can be funny without being funny because they're all saying, you're funny. And I was cracking jokes and everything. Maybe my jokes weren't that good. But uh, again, it makes for great TV, but does it? I don't know. That's why they got celebrities on it, aren't they? To try and get things going. So yeah. Maybe your mm. your jokes were out, out funnying Roger and they thought, we can't have that. We can't have someone be funnier than Roger. But it was a pessimist. I said, always borrow from a pessimist. They'll never, they'll never expect it back, will they? <laughs> you know, it's always it's cracky jokes. And he's like this. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned yeah. that we we didn't get to see your sort of backstory. So what what no. would have what what did you focus on there for the for that well, segment? Well, I just I've asked them for it, and they haven't. They said, "Oh, it's a property of the you know whatever." But um, it was good because. We do a lot of escape rooms. My daughter runs an escape room and her, her boyfriend runs one down at Surfers, you know, on the Gold Coast. Um, and they've done, like, Charlotte's done 140 escape rooms around the world. And we like to do them. And escape hunt down on the Gold Coast, we... we the next door to it, there's an old bookshop where the all the film sets borrow books from that particular bookshop. And it's a really old bookshop. I'll show you pictures. But we and it was directly next door to the escape room where we filmed in the books in the book um in the bookshop and also in the escape room. And and because basically they give us half a day free, you know, escape room just blocked it off for half a day, which really cheeses me off that they haven't shown anything. because uh, we blocked out the names and everything. But it's like literally solving puzzles in the escape room. And that's what we do as a family. And also, because I mean, finance, the shoulders with the finance, etc. But I don't, I just, you know what? Maybe get someone on and ask them. Reach out. Reach out. <laughs> uh, but, and, and some of the shows as well, they always like someone who, oh, was he on it? And they all start asking questions. You know, all the social media, they all start asking questions. Oh, I have seen this one or that one. Oh, and it, and it, and it creates sort of hype. So I was probably the lamb to the slaughter there. And and probably because I got six, they weren't happy. <laughs> Paulie got six. Well, what do you know? And have you, you know, been in contact with any of the, the, the makers of the show, the producers since? Have you, have you, have you spoken to anyone about it? Uh, no, well, I've actually, I haven't really asked why I wasn't on there too much. I've asked to see, could I get me backstory? And they said, well, well, it was just the property of. And it, was, it wasn't a yes or a no. So they're sort of guarded. They should all be on traitors themselves. But I haven't asked that question because really, conversely, you can either be um, shown in a bad light, which causes, I mean, look, without going into the dark side of reality TV, I mean, there's been over 40 suicides, as we know, over the years. Um, literally, literally over 40 suicides for people who have been trolled, who have been... You know, you come out of there, because you do come out pumped up. I mean, I was in there probably for the right reason. A, I knew I wasn't going to win the money, right? Who wins the money? Someone will get it, you know, but probably not. I didn't go in 
yes, if you win the money, it's a bonus. I was just going in for the, literally for the experience. People say, oh, I'm doing it for the experience. Bullshit. It's already on the telly fame and your fortune. Come on, don't lie. But I literally, I enjoyed every minute I was in there and I made sure I enjoyed it. Um, the fact I got on so far surprised me. It really did surprise me. It didn't surprise me in that uh, I didn't get banished because they all really knew I wasn't. They really, you know, the traitors did. Um, but again, as I say, you go into the groups and they, oh, it's Paulie's all right. They're all right. And everyone said it. But some of them, I looked at them like the Claire's, like the Nigel's. Marielle was the one I didn't get. Marielle, it was Craig and Kate. I voted for Teresa. I really thought Teresa was the way she was. She was like that time with Alex. She just ran off. It was like a little girl. Oh, wow. And I thought, that was silly. A 42 year old. This is, come on, use your brains. Um, but Alex, when she said that, like they voted, um, they voted for Marielle, a lot of them, and I voted for Teresa. And Kate and Craig came over to me and said, Paul, what are you doing? We Because they were talking to me outside, steering me towards Marielle. And they wasn't listening because I was fixed. And they said, we, look, we told you. And I said, shit, bloody hell, you did as well. It was her. She was the only one I didn't get. Well, obviously, I didn't get Kate or Alex. I nearly got Alex too late, but because of something came up. Kate, no chance. So you think about it. Paulie sat here. Kate's on my left. Alex is on my right. So we were sort of always together. And Kate was a lovely girl, lovely girl. And, and Alex is a lovely girl as well. And what happened, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Is, is there anyone who, that, that you, you saw on the show afterwards and you sort of developed a different perception of compared to how you saw them in person? Um, well, I've been speaking to a lot of them. Um, Matty's exactly the same. Come on back, Matty. Craig, <laughs> a per Craig's a perfect gentleman, and he still is out in the real world. Lewis is a card. He's a really good lad. Lewis is like, you always say, would you have a beer with him? Absolutely. Um, Angus has just vanished off the face of the earth. I think he's gone up to the cult somewhere. I don't know, because he, he lives quite near us. He lives in Tambourine Mountain. He lives up on the Gold Coast, so we're way down the coast as well. Um, we are going to have a reunion, even though even though the production on Channel said won't have a, a reunion. I don't know why, but we're all going to get together. Um, yeah. Marielle still, yeah, speak. I've spoke to her. She's she's a nice girl. I mean, she was a traitor, but it's a game. Let's face it. You know, it's a game. Um, Dirk. Yeah, I don't, well, Dirt was lying in there, which was silly. And I always thought that was silly. I mean, that Churchillian speech he gave the week before he got, we were all going to get rid of him. And he stood up, we'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the streets. Churchill, it was Churchill. It was brilliant. <laughs> Churchill, I, I, and he did it. He got away with it, but he didn't get away with it next week because he was lying and he, he deserved to go because he was lying. He threw us all. Stupid. So very silly that. So what would your advice then be to, you know, a future contestant who was about to go on the show? What what advice would you give them? Um, enjoy yourself. Don't get too stressed. Um, beware of joining cliques. I never joined any groups, eh? And you notice I didn't join the, the groups because you had like Teresa, Fee, Cash, 
Ethan, there was a group. You had, you know, you had different little groups. Once you form a group, it's like a shotgun. You can take one out. They're going to take one of you out, you know. And there was a couple. Again, um, don't if you suspect a traitor, don't say it. <laughs> Try and be guarded because it's pretty obvious. Sandra at the beginning, she was really good. She was she was forthright and she was they saw her as a threat and they said, Right, that's it, she's gone. If you come on like that for the telly, oh yes, I want to get it. That's what the television want. But by the same token, if you're gonna go far into the show, you've got to give a, a mixed balance view. Uh keep it to yourself, but try and divert a bit, you know? Yeah. But uh, again, go and enjoy it, be careful, have a good Think about whether you want to be gregarious and loud and stick your head up to be shot or whether just sit back a little bit and watch them all get picked off and, and intersperse. Because that's what happens. You get one school of thought where they'll be, I'm really gregarious and I'm really big personality and the others are quiet and they last a bit longer. But you still get picked off. The quiet ones still get picked off as well. So you've got to balance it, you see. At certain times, you, you need to know when to say something correct or when to divert them because you really don't know, especially at the beginning, you really don't know who the traitors are. That's why in each of the shows, and I've not even seen the UK show or the American show. <laughs> I've not watched them. But as I dare say they'll be the same where um, it'll be Faithful's being knocked off first because you haven't got a clue. You, try, you think you know who it is, and that's where that 50-50 rule comes in. Oh, I know they're a traitor, or I know this. No, you don't know at all. You need to get two or three things together. And that's what I used to say to everybody. A, don't trust anybody. I always said, never trust anyone. Even if you think they're the, your mate, don't trust them. Um, and also, if you, if you, again, if you get into that group or get into a group, just beware. Because you'll either get shot from the back or you'll get shot from the front. Yeah. And you're you're absolutely right. Uh, in the UK and US ones, the the same pattern emerges that actually calling out traitors very early on is not good for you. So that that does that does seem to be the pattern throughout the different versions that I've seen. That actually it's a wise idea to not call out traitors because you just become a target for murder. So uh, it's really interesting that you've brought that up. Yeah. Well, you do because again, I saw that firsthand, and I and I made a conscious decision. Yes, I'm gregarious, have a good laugh, and all all twenty four of them were chosen with particular traits. They're obviously good at what they do, and they're, they're appealing, etc. But I made a conscious decision. I looked in that room, and I thought, yes, sit back, <laughs> they're going to kill each other. Or if they weren't like that. Because because I I do a lot of meetings, I do a lot of functions and meeting people, and you get to know them. You get get to know the bullshitters. Like MK, oh, I know a bullshitter when I see one. He's the biggest bullshitter going. <laughs> Why, come on, MK. I said that. I said, you're the biggest bullshitter going, mate. Well, well what do you mean? <laughs> you're on, huh? <laughs> but it, again, you, they're going to kill themselves. They're literally going to kill themselves or the trade. And that's why the traitors thought, right, let, let them stay in. They'll get kicked out and we'll just pick off the ones to create chaos. So like when if Fee gets knocked off and oh, the trees are a mate, cries and or they pick off Ethan and they all cry in, you know, it's very good strategy. It's a good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a couple more questions. One is about the show 
specifically, and one is sort of beyond the traitors. Um, you used this really interesting phrase. You you said something like you you broke uh, production or you 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 figured something out. Maybe, maybe could you expand on that? What what do you think you figured out that might have created a problem? Uh, well, I got the. I did ask a question during banishment. And it's the fifth golden moment. That's <laughs> probably why I got so far in the show. But it's the old school round, uh, school ground theory. It's like with anything, with any show like this, if there's any lies involved with anything, do, do you know what the school, the schoolyard theory is? The school ground. Do you know you, when you're at school when you're playing games? And Lewis did it right at the end of the, you know life. Um, yeah, yeah. The school ground theory. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, I don't know what you what you mean. You look people in the eye, you actually look at them, and you obviously ask them, are you a traitor, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Of course they're going to say no, aren't they? But then you take a bit of personalism into it. Then you, then you then you say, well, would you swear on your mother's life or your father's life or your children's life or anybody's life on it? Let's see them lie then. <laughs> no, but you can't do that because you have to be over the rules and stuff. But that was the secret. You get to take a personal interest in it to say, well, take that but you've got to take that out of it you know mm-hmm. um i was prepared to do it and but the, the interesting thing was there's a couple in there that were as well and i should have taken note of that because it was just quick and it just happened it carried on um but yeah and then uh, nigel said to me after he goes yeah if that would have went on longer further you know because we sort of brushed over it you see we went up to traitors towers or traitors lounges as you say business class lounge <laughs> Wait, it was and he said, Shit, we were wrapping it. <laughs> oh, no, if they carry on with that one, we've gone. <laughs> but because it, it went on, it, it sort of brushed over it a bit. And otherwise, if we would have maintained that line, we would have unearthed a, a number of them, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I see, I see. And one one final thing for now, you've mentioned a couple of times that you, you had a, a goal to be in a quiz show, a game show, a reality show. Uh, and I just wonder what, you know, beyond the traitors, if you could be on another TV show, what what would be your ideal program to go on? Well, I'm yet to go on a reality show, aren't I, Matthew, really? Let's face it. I've mean, <laughs> the quiz show because I did the game show, Game of Games, which was a spin-off of the Ellen show. Um, oh, and we did Australia here. And they actually showed our segment on the Ellen Show in America, which was pretty groovy, me and my daughter. And then I did a quiz show over here called Hard Quiz. And you'd have to Google that. It's really good. And you have a special – it's like Mastermind. You have a specialist subject. And you get asked five questions on it before contestants. And you, you, you all four get asked the questions on your particular subject, and you can buzz it in at any time. And mine's Manchester City because being a Manchester City fan. I got all five right. Thank you very much. And that's the show – not to win or or win the whole thing is because my mate said, you're a City fan, you don't know anything about City. I said, let's prove it to you. And I got on, got all five right, and he invited me back to do another one. Or, you know, like, uh, if you don't win, they have another show, Battle of the Duds or Losers, and they said, oh, would you come back on? I said, why? Being a loser? Oh, no, we really liked you, and the audience liked you, and 800,000 viewers and all that. I said, only if my wife can come down. <laughs> so we did it. And I got all five right again, Manchester City. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and this reality show, well, I was sort of on it, I think. I don't know, does it class as me being on this show or not? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> yes. Of course. Of course you were. Uh, I agree then, haven't I? Well, again, there's not 
I'd like to do go on the telly again. Well, I'm too old now to be, you know, if you're 20 and 30, great, you've got a great career ahead of you. But I'm only doing it for fun, literally doing it for fun, you know. Um, but a reality show, that's why this one was special, because it's something I could do. Again, I couldn't do Survivor or Alone. I don't know if you've seen Alone, Survival or that. Yeah. I'm terrible. Uh, I can't sing. Big Brother would be a laugh because it's similar to this, Because, but they're all kids. They're all like, you know, they always say light travels faster than sounds because when you watch Big Brother, there's a reason some peer, some people appear bright before you hear them speak, you know what I mean? Because light travels faster than sound. And that's where they get together and start. And that's to do with personalities to get rid of, to win, whereas this was to get rid of the traitors. That's where the difference was. Um so really, there's not really another show I'd like to go on, actually, because this was really the only one. Oh, you don't know, no, The Great Race. You know The Great Amazing Race when the two of you go off around the world? That'd be a good one to do with either a friend of mine or my daughter. That's the only thing I'd like to do. That's the last one I'd probably look at doing because that'd be a laugh because I'd be able to I'd wangle my way around the place. Don't worry. <laughs> I can believe that. Absolutely. Uh now, before we conclude our game of betrayal, Paul, we, we, we've been trying to lie to one another. Uh, maybe you can tell us, uh, where can we find you uh, online? Are you on social media? Is there anything that we should check out? I am on I am on uh, Instagram, actually. Old, oldpeople.com, not if not at all. <laughs> no, I don't know what my handle is. I think it's Paulie McPaulie. Um, yes. yes. That's all I know it as, you know. Because the uh, my daughter's social media manager. In other words, she presses a button and it works. But I think it's Paulie McPaulie. So you've, I've got some snippets on there, videos. Actually, I'll post that on there so you can have a look as well. Yeah. yeah. So a couple of pictures. Um, yeah, that, that, there's some good stuff on there, actually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm following you on Instagram so people can find your page through the podcast page or I will put a link to it in the show notes for this oh, episode. Thank you very much, Matthew. So, we have been playing the Trader Traitor. Our mission was to sneak in an undetected lie for one another. Ooh. Ah. I have told you a lie in the past hour, Paul. Did you tell me a lie? I did, yes. Okay. I am going to guess your lie. I'm strugg- I-, I have a few options. I made some little notes as we went. I know this is this is like adding to you know like putting <laughs> traitors in and that. <laughs> wow. I have some options. Right, uh, I'm going to go with my instinct. Okay, is your lie something to do with? You mentioned your interview in the taxi as you left, but I don't remember seeing an interview with you in the taxi as you left. Was your lie connected to that, Matthew? You're good, aren't you? You're not that good. (laughs) I'm good. Because I'm honest and I have dignity. I'll give you one more guess. (laughs) Um, Okay. This is never, I've never been given a second chance before. Okay. My second guess is uh, you, that you had the flu when you started filming and you were really ill. All right. Okay. Hands up. No, I was ill. <laughs> Have you got a third one? Come on, I'll give you a third. Come on. Oh, right. Scottish heritage. Come on. Okay, okay. Last one. Last- this is, That's see, it. I'm struggling now. My last one is that you said that you haven't seen 
the UK or the US versions of the traitors, and I'm wondering if that was a lie. No, oh, well, three and three. There you go. Nope, it's uh, no, no, it is true. I haven't seen it honestly. I've, I've been in touch with some of the cast from the UK and some of the cast from America, and some nice, lovely people. I haven't actually watched it. <laughs> I just uh... haven't got relation to tell you the truth because when you've been it's weird because when you go through it and you've done it you know what happens and that and i just haven't got any inclination i don't know it's weird isn't it strange i've only watched ours and that was it (laughs) (laughs) in that case you'll have to you're going to have to relieve me then what did you tell a lie about okay yes i was on hard quiz at that show yes i went back twice but no, my specialist subject wasn't on Manchester City. It was on Manchester United, because I hate Manchester City when I'm a Man United fan, aren't I? Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, one of my... I, I did wonder, maybe there's not really a show called Hard Quiz, but then you spoke about it in so much detail, I thought, nah, that's he's really into this, this is true, and I just rejected it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's the beauty when you lie, and that's one of the secrets as well. You put a lot of credibility in what you say in the particular subject and then put a lie in, and that's what you're trying to establish, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And that's what I've done. <laughs> well done. You should have been a traitor oh. after all. I know, well, it would have been interesting being a traitor because I'm more happy-go-lucky in that. I would have stayed happy-go-lucky and probably done the same thing, but the the the, the burden, like even Nigel said, the burden gets to you after a while. And it got to him, you could see. And he was a prisoner in wherever it was. It was like, because I had a beer with him afterwards, and I didn't didn't know that. And we had a good old chat, and that's horrific. You know, that was shocking, that, yeah. Any idea what I lied to you about? All right. Uh, There's only one thing, and I think it was the dog. No? Yeah, you're you're right. The door did open. (laughs) And I did have to get rid of an animal. It wasn't a dog. It was my cat. <laughs> so it wasn't a big brawl. Oh, really? That was the lie. That was my lie. He didn't have me on the TV show. What do you think? <laughs> See, it's, all, it's all becoming clear. You're too good at detecting lies. It makes sense now. I do, I can detect lies, but again, it's like I wouldn't boast about it because literally, if you Google a, the statistics, it's you flip a coin, it's 52%. You can't. Even, I honestly have done uh, conferences where the FBI and CIA were there. Because I spoke to them after and I said, what rubbish that? Oh, no, no, no. And it's some of the things you say, and they say, well, actually, yeah, you're right, but we look at certain things. You know, movements. Like, you know when people say, oh, he's fold, fold his arms. That's a sign. No, it is, it is, but you've got to do it in concert with something else, touching three or four things, not just one thing. Because you fold your arms doesn't mean it's def- defensive. Some people just fold their arms anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, you know people are bullshitting about things when they talk to you about that, and you go, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And we caught a few in traitors talking like that, and I just thought, nah. You know, rubbish. <laughs> so, uh, what what made you suspicious about my fake dog? Um, it was just well, I didn't hear anything, and when you went out, I just thought, eh, no, I don't know. Maybe it's because because our dog, I got is out there, and I knew the dog would be knocking at the door, but it hasn't been. I think they've muffled it. I think they've 
tied it up somewhere with with gaffer tape. But I <laughs> kicked it out. But uh, no, hey, that was pretty good, wasn't it? Because I just thought I haven't got a clue, but maybe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, the the door was creaking. And you obviously couldn't hear it. And and I thought, maybe I could use this. So I did have to get rid of the cat. And I thought, yeah. I could just pretend it's a dog. And in my head, I was thinking, what if he asks me what kind of dog I've got? I'm going to have to make up a type of dog. And then I, th- I was worried, what if you asked me to show you the dog? And, I, <laughs> and so I was I was going through all this in my mind. Uh, maybe maybe I, I overthought it. You would have said, oh, Scotty dog. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah, I should have. <laughs> Uh, Paul, so has anybody has anybody has anybody got your lies before? I, a couple of times. I'm usually pretty good at getting away with it. Um, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well, but once or twice uh, I have been caught out now. Yeah, so sorry to go there. Sorry, <laughs> you've ruined my record. And what's happened now? Edit. <laughs> Don't you get- how dare you? <laughs> I could, I could edit this all out and pretend that you had no yeah, idea what I lied about, and I look amazing. <laughs> no, actually, you know. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, uh, yes. The the listeners won't be able to see you are wearing your traitor's red tracksuit with Paul <laughs> emblazoned on the back. And and the other thing was, like, you get your tracksuit, you get two tracksuits. Obviously, you've got to clean them after the challenges. Mine's extra large and, and baggy, extra, extra large trousers. So they made me look like a little fat boy. Oh, <laughs> so you got... And Alex, you watch uh, Nigel and Lewis, you look at them sexy, really streamlined. So when, when Nigel's doing his um, laser one, he's like stepping over, stepping over. And Fat Paul, I'm trying to... I'm allowed to say that on the podcast. <laughs> Paulie, I was doing it all right, but then I'd... Obviously, the, 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 and they're not tight, are they? And they're dropping down onto the laser. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, basically, uh, and we... also when they when they uh, you know you get your clothes clean, get them back. I was getting white t-shirts back. Four XL, come on, who's the four XL? I'll give you a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got one of them. A four XL, going they're taking the Mickey here. <laughs> but uh... my but the funny things was when I was going for the show, we have to do a medical. And after all these years, I found out what my blood group was. Because I said um, I said to the doctor, all right, you say, yeah, you're perfectly healthy, yeah. I said, so what's my blood group? He said, um, well, it's B positive. I went, yeah, B positive. No, was it really? He said, no, it's B positive. I said, seriously? So he said, yeah. So, so, and I always take the mickey and I always say to people, be positive like your blood group. And I end up being B positive, my blood group. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the experience. Yeah, be positive. <laughs> and, and a lovely note to end on be positive uh paul be thank po- you so much it's been great to talk with you um again just one thing say a quick hello to linda belcher and joanne landscape they're two people who've been watching the show and they've always saying good things about you know like when you get trolls and, and people blagging everything to the lovely the loveliest people they always happy with everybody and they watch the shows and watch and follow everybody but i just thought i'd say a quick hello to them too because they stand out in my mind yeah as well as me lovely wife and kids of course <laughs> of course oh, just thought i'd say that sorry oh that's lovely yes and and again you you are the contestant that most people have asked me about so it's great to have you on and uh you you've been so willing to tell us all about your experience on the show it's been great i really appreciate it oh that's uh, nice thank you 
everybody for asking. You know, I am alive. I am well. I am in hiding, keeping away. But nobody, nobody knows who I am anyway. So it's great. <laughs> Paul, I will. Again. I will talk to you again soon. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, everybody. Hello, Trader listeners. Paul was such a treat to talk to and really up for a laugh. Check out the podcast Instagram page to see a picture of Paul and I on our online meeting where Paul wore his iconic Traitor's Red Challenge tracksuit. If you want to send me any questions or comments, nice ones only, or a big pile of silver bars, you can get in touch on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or Twitter at the Tradar Pod, or you could email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Up next is another interview special with banished contestant Saint Teresa. Until next time, stay faithful.